your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to this Locked On crossover event. I am Chris Maselli from Locked On Avalanche and with me from Locked On Blue Jackets, Mr. Jay Forrester. How's it going on? What's going on, I should say? Yeah, not not a lot, not a lot. Still kind of uh, riding, riding the high from last riding night. Riding the wave, so. yeah. So uh, we, we had planned to, we tried to do this before the two-game series. I think it's better that we're doing it in between uh, game one and game two between the Blue Jacks because uh, the Avalanche and the Blue Jackets because a lot to talk about on what happened in that game. Insanely exciting game. And kind of what to expect uh, when it heads back to Columbus. So uh, we'll get into all of that. But first things first, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. You can follow my show on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. On Instagram, Lockdown Avalanche. Uh, questions, comments, concerns, opinions, go to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. And subscribe to the show's YouTube channel over on YouTube. Where can they find you at? Uh, yes, you can find me wherever you get locked on Avalanche, uh, except for YouTube. I'm not not quite there yet. Uh, okay. You can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Jackets. Uh, and if you want to, I don't know, mix in some dog pictures and some Star Wars opinions with your hockey, then uh, you can follow my personal Twitter, which I believe oh. is just down here. So, so uh, I'm going to have to take this off the wall right now because this is oh, uh this hey, is from uh, the battery on this thing it, it sucks the battery life out of this thing so quickly but this was purchased at uh disney world down in orlando florida that was oh nice, right at Galaxy's nice. Edge. that was a fun time oh if i you, believe if, it if you ever get there oh my god uh, i'm gonna put that right over there and hopefully my cat doesn't go crazy on it but uh all right so uh by the way last jedi for me two thumbs up Oh no! Two thumbs down. Oh, it's man, my, it's my right. least favorite of the of the movies. Like we so, could do a whole we could do a whole podcast on and, on, and we will in the off season. Yeah. So if that's not I, um, uh, uh, you know enough for people to hang around after the season's over, we will do a crossover episode where we will talk yes, Star Wars. Right. I will say just before we get into the hockey, uh, my partner and I decided during this pandemic because um, we're we're long distance, so we we watched all of the Star Wars. We started a Phantom Menace and went all the way through. We did Clone Wars, Rebels, Mandalorian, all the way through. We've only oh. got Rise of Skywalker. Really? Left. But yeah, that was. Ooh. So you did all the Clone Wars we over did again? All, yep. Wow. Everything. That, that's... It, was, it, was, it was a fun time. I mean, hey, when you get Wars. nothing else to do. <laughs> when there's nothing else going on. Uh, yeah, when exactly. all else fails, go to Star Wars. So, uh, All right. So game one between these two. Uh incredibly exciting game uh you know for for from the avalanche perspective i guess i'll i'll, I'll take it first and, and kind of that's why i take a deep breath because it's like it was such a roller coaster i'm sure it was for you too oh i would have you liked know. a little less excitement frankly really? just like that last kind of three minutes could have been a little bit more chill but see for me that was the best part <laughs> um yeah, I mean, it was so up and down. Avs looked really good in the first two minutes. I thought they they played an overall sound game, and they've been doing that. You know, they they haven't got off to the best start uh, of the season, but the past couple of games, they, you start to see kind of more of what they're all about. 
even with all of the players that they're missing in this game. And I'm not using that as an excuse because look what they did in the first 40 minutes. They were up two to nothing. And then it was just like, you know, this was this was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde for both of our teams probably going in opposite directions. You know what I mean? Like in the beginning, abs look good. Blue Jackets didn't look awful, but I think just the Avalanche were just shutting them down. And then in the third period, it just turned and the wheels fell off for the Avalanche and the Blue Jackets just they just, you know, would not quit and four unanswered goals. So has that been is that how the Blue Jackets have been playing all year or was this game kind of like an anomaly where that just came out of nowhere? Yeah, that kind of came a little bit out of nowhere. Like so when it came, it was two nothing. And then I believe you guys scored a a power play goal maybe that ended up getting waved off for interference uh i don't i don't know there was uh i don't i don't know if that was on the power play or not i don't remember if that was on the power play oh okay but But it it, it wasn't it was was very close to becoming three nothing and i was like i don't know if they score here i'm turning i'm turning this game off yeah i mean um, it was it was he he had the the puck stopped and the kind of just the the stick i think it was jt confer kind of just guided him into the net and like, yeah, you can't do that. So I don't know. Oh, I don't yeah, remember he, if it was on a power play or not. He pushed the goalie into the net and I'm like, no, yeah. no, no you're not allowed to do that. Um, no. But, do that. So yeah. And then we got one back uh, from Jake Bean and I was like, okay, well, this third period could go, could go either way because the Blue Jackets are one of those teams where like, you don't really know what you're going to get from period to period, uh, mm. even, you know, game to game, shift to shift sometimes. So I was like, you know what, this third period could be the best third period that they've played all season or the wheels could completely fall off. And lucky for us, it was, for the most part, a, a pretty a pretty good third period. I think this is the first game that we've outshot uh, our opponents all season. Um, and I was just looking this up. Uh, we had... We outshot you guys thirteen to six in the third period, you know. Yeah. So it's it really is kind of way better a way better response than than I was expecting. And obviously, we scored on we scored three third period goals. So four third period goals, right? Because no, uh, the first goal was uh, in the second period. You did have a goal in the second. Yeah, at sixteen fifty five, okay. the second was was the two one goal, and then gotcha. We scored then, three goals in the first ten minutes of the uh, third gotcha, period. So gotcha, I was like, okay. Can we can we hang on? Can we hang on for like twelve minutes? And did no. you feel? I mean, you know, being in you know the opponent's arena, uh, an Avalanche team that is you know expected to do a lot this year. Um, what was the comf- comfortability level when you had that four to two lead? Did you did you feel like it was? I don't want to say like in the bag, or were you were you? Still like, no, this is far from over because of those reasons. What was kind of going through your head uh, as they were kind of protecting that four to two lead? Yeah, I mean, it's it's easy to say, oh, it's, it, you know, a four two lead it should feel quite comfortable. But for me, the Avalanche and especially Nate McKinnon, I don't ever want to count a team that has a guy like Nate McKinnon out because hmm. uh, he's he's a game changer, you know. Um, and he didn't get on the score sheet in the end. Um, but he's. I think just he had an a, assist. I don't know if he. I think he might have had an assist on the on the. Day. What a player to watch! Like, yeah, he's fun. And so I, I was like, okay, we we can't kind of sit back on our heels and defend for the rest of the period. And I don't think we did for the most part. Um, 
you know, we kind of we kind of kept the the pressure on. It just happened to be the you know three minutes at the end of the third period with six on five. Uh, Gus Nyquist missed a, an empty net by about you know six Ooh, yeah. eight inches. You know, yeah. And then I think very shortly after that was the was the tying goal. So, well, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, a lot of people will start focusing in on Nathan McKinnon. Uh, at that stage in the game or, you know, pretty much throughout the entirety of the game, but, you know, specifically when his team's down and they're, 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 you know, scratching and clawing to get back into the game. And then you saw, you know, what other guys on this team can do like Bowen Byram, who was just head and shoulders above everybody else on the ice. He had a phenomenal game. Unbelievable. I I mean, that was his coming out party. Uh, he, he looked absolutely phenomenal and, and, you know, when you're down, guys, like his, you know, he's 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 Robin to Kale McCarr's Batman. And that's when, the thing when, because I was I looked at the the guys that were out and I was like, okay, Rantanen's out, Devontae's is out, uh, and then I was like, oh, Kale McCarr's out. Okay, that's going to be interesting on defense. And then yeah. it turns out that you kind of have Kale McCarr, but slightly younger in, in <laughs> Owen and I was like this yeah. feels unfair <laughs> that yeah, you have a talent like Kale McCarr and then you have a guy like Byram as well who it is again, a... I thought was he was the MVP for the Avalanche last night yeah yeah and obviously the the losing effort but they have a gluttony of riches on the defensive end and they even have some guys that aren't even with them yet they're still maturing on the AHA level that are, are waiting for the next couple of years um and there's, you know, there's only so many spots on the defensive end. The abs are, have so many guys just waiting yeah, I mean, to fill those roles. In terms of problems to have, it could be, it could, could be, be worse, worse, you know? Yeah. Could be like Vegas salary cap worse. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're not there yet. Um, so, all right, let's hear from, from Bill Barr and then we'll kind of keep going with this and, and talk about the overtime session. Um, but first we hear from Bill Barr and, uh, Thanksgiving is around the corner. You get all the good food and treats and plenty to choose from. And what always happens around Thanksgiving time after the turkey's been consumed and the mashed potatoes and all that other good stuff is the dessert comes around, which is full of calories and sugar. So that's a perfect time for Built Bar. It is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie. Are you a pie fan? Jay, do you like? Is there any? Pies I am. In? I am a big, big pie fan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who's not really? But uh, one slice of pie can have upwards of three hundred calories or more, and that is pretty much on the low end. Built bars are only one hundred and thirty calories and four grams of sugar, with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with a coconut built bar, or go for the raspberry built bar instead of the raspberry pie. Lots of great flavors to replace any pie on your table. They are low calorie, low carb, low fat, high in protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. And Built Bar is a great option when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two. And go over to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right. Um... So, yeah, the Avs tied up after two goals after they pull their goalie. We head into overtime, and this has been a problem for the Avalanche. <clears throat> the Avs are, have not been a good overtime team. 
really ever since they switched to this three on three format going back that far. And it showed uh, Columbus won the opening drop. Didn't surrender the puck. I think they had the puck the entire time. I don't believe the avalanche had possession in the overtime session. And then a, a bad, well, it was bad. It was a bad defensive play by, by Nazem Kadri lost sight of his man kind of was in no man's land going after a puck and maybe shouldn't probably shouldn't have. And then I think it was Bean, right. Who uh, got the, the game winner. So on your, I mean, obviously that's a plus for you guys. Cause you got the extra point in enemy territory. Uh, are, are the blue jackets kind of the opposite of the abs Are the blue jackets, a pretty decent overtime team. Uh, yes, but also this is kind of new and exciting this season. Uh, we were not very good at overtime last season. Uh, we've gone to overtime four times so far this season out of nine games and we're, we're four and oh, so, uh, it's, it's looking pretty, pretty good. I would prefer if we didn't go to overtime quite as much, but when we do, we seem to be coming away with the, with the extra point. Um, but yeah, it was I had a, a pretty bad feeling going into overtime because, you know, you, you just scored two extra man goals. The momentum is all avalanche. And right. The thing about overtime is like it, one missed play or one bad pass and it's in it can be in your net. So, you know, like the, the margin of error in overtime is so small. The yeah, you can you know Nazem Kadri just loses their man, loses his man for a second and mm-hmm. it goes horribly wrong. So I was not feeling great about it, and it just kind of it all went Columbus's way. Uh, it was the only shot on on goal in the overtime, and it was it went in. You know, so you gotta be happy about you, that. No, like for for as fans, it it comes down to the overtime puck drop. And when you lose that, you're like, we might not get an opportunity. And that's exactly what happened. For, for whatever reason, as much talent as they have, as, mu- as many skilled players as they have who are dangerous in, in open ice. And when you're playing three on three, there's a ton of open ice. They just can't seem to get possession of a puck. And even when they do, it's kind of ugly. It, it, I, I don't know. It, it's just a, an odd thing for the ads, but it just seems to be going that way for Colorado this year that things are, you know, pucks are not bouncing their way. Their power play looks horrendous. Um, but, you know, I think they were 0 for 3 yesterday. They're on the bottom. I think they're 29th or 30th for the power play. And when you have that much talent, you shouldn't be there. You just yeah, shouldn't. I was- I was really surprised when I was looking at like I was doing a preview for for the game on Wednesday and I was like, okay, I'll see the Avalanche. I think they were four and four going into this game. And Mm -hmm. then I was like, okay, but that, you know, I'm sure the underlying metrics are pretty good. And then I was like, oh, okay, the power play. I think there was 28th on the power play before the game and 28th in uh, shots against or something like the the defense just isn't isn't there. And I was really surprised by that because you always think Colorado they basically score at will they had a really <laughs> good goaltender in Philip Grubauer they've picked up a really good goaltender in Darcy Kemper and obviously the the defense is okay young but it's it's phenomenal so to find that Colorado is kind of struggling is uh is is a kind of a it's surprise different. it's different yeah I mean I, I think everybody expects them to kind of you know f- figure it out but 
for right now, um, the numbers don't look good. They just, they just don't. So how about for Columbus though, overall off to a really good start. Um, and I, I do the, the lockdown NHL with, uh, Adam Denker for Thursdays and we do, uh, that that's our power ranking show. And we, I mean, from the preseason, we were kind of talking like, don't sleep on Columbus. I think, you know, do you, do you think they, they kind of got a bad rap because of the people who left there in the off season and people are like, oh, do people not want to be in Columbus? But no, they still have really good players on this team. What was the consensus going into this season when you after you lose a guy like, you know, Seth Jones? Um, was it still like, no, we're still in this. We still have solid players on this team. We can make a run for it. Yeah, I think I I was expecting them to be better than a lot of people. A lot of people were like, oh, they've written us off before mm. the season even right. started. Columbus is going to be bottom of the league. They're going to be terrible. I didn't think they were going to be very good, but I thought they were going to be better than a lot of people had kind of given them credit for. Um, yeah, we lost Seth Jones, uh, Cam Atkinson, uh, Nick Fleeter. We lost at the trade deadline. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, even going as far back as... Pierre-Luc Dubois, who's off to a really good start in Winnipeg this season. Uh, Josh Anderson has gone. David Savard's gone. You know, it's a lot of a lot of players have left. There are a lot of new players. And I don't know, it's it's all kind of, it's working. I think Line and Voracek have got really good chemistry. Uh, Voracek's got seven primary assists already this season, mm. which is exactly what we got him for. Um, you know, we've got... Guys like Jake Bean, who uh, was not a direct part of the Chicago trade for Seth Jones, but he was a result of the, we got a second round pick as part of the Seth Jones package, which we flipped to Carolina for Jake Bean. Cole Sillinger, uh, drafted 12th overall. He was the first round pick that we got from Chicago this season. Uh, Adam Boquist is injured at the minute, but he, I think, has been having a really strong start. So I think a lot of people looked at the guys, like you say, looked at the guys that left and didn't really look at the guys right. coming back. Um, right. Max Domi, I think, has had a really strong start to the season, but he I mean, he had massive shoulder reconstruction in mm. the summer. Everyone was thought he was going to be out until December. He came back early, immediately had an impact. He had a three-point night in the season opener, broke his rib in the second game of the season, came back for two games and then tested positive for COVID. So he's out for the next two weeks. But he, I think, is a guy that has looked really good in the kind of the little that we've seen of him. And so he's a guy that I, and um, Gus Nyquist as well, who hasn't really hit the score sheet a lot, but he missed all of last season. So it's like adding a, a whole new player there sure. as well. And I think, yeah, people are, I still think it's probably going to come crashing down. A little bit. Uh, the underlying metrics are not great. Um, you know, we're, we're getting outshot a lot. Uh, the goaltending has been really, really good. Uh, and that's covering a lot of the sins on on defense. But for the most part, yeah, I think a lot of people are, oh, Columbus is probably going to be in the in the running for Shane Wright. But I, yeah. I don't know about that. I think, no, I don't know that we're going to make the playoffs, but I think we're going to be better than a lot of people think. So, what about a couple guys who uh, used to wear blue jacket u- uniforms that now are wearing avalanche uniforms in Jack Johnson and Ryan Murray? How, so how, Johnson, how were they when they were on the uh, the blue jackets? 
Ryan Murray is one of the, not necessarily the, the one that got away, I don't think. <laughs> he was a guy that we traded um, partially because we needed cap space to sign Pierre-Luc Dubois, who obviously we ended up trading anyway. So that was right. kind of a, a a frustrating way to, to lose a player that I liked, but a player that just couldn't stay healthy. Which, which was the big problem. No one ever sure. said, "Oh, Ryan Murray's not good at hockey." He just couldn't couldn't stay yeah. healthy. That yeah. was that was the problem. Um, I thought I was really high on him. I liked him a lot. I was annoyed that we had to trade him to basically make room for a player that didn't end up staying anyway. Um, I think he's gonna be he's gonna be sneaky good for for the Avalanche if again he can he can stay healthy. But he's a guy that I think a lot of people have written off as oh he's he's washed already or he's a bust um well he was a was he second second overall pick i mean yeah that that's a lot to live up to and when, when you're not a superstar uh yeah you're gonna have a label attached to you and not a good one yeah so. and especially for, for a defenseman as well you know i right. think it's it's tough because you expect the the top three top five picks to be these game-changing mm-hmm. players and he he's not a game-changer but i do think and I don't think he's obviously not going to be on the top pairing on Colorado, but I think he could be a solid, yeah, comparing guy. He's you. settling in nice. He it took him a little while to get going, but um, it took Brandon Saad a little while to get going last year for the Abs too. And you just got to settle in. You're in a new town, obviously. So uh, his past few games have been kind of more of what the Avalanche are expecting from him. Just sound defense. Yeah. That's all they really need from him. Uh, in terms of Jack Johnson, he he scored my favorite goal so far this season. Um, which which which, which was the, the season opening goal with oh the, the breakaway against Chicago? Yeah, and I, I saw that. And I was like, "Oh, Eric Johnson, like good for him," <laughs> nope. you know. And then that nope. was like, nope, other Johnson." <laughs> Just it was, that was... Yeah, it was incredible. Um, again, Jack Johnson gets a bad rap because he's not great and he's kind of slow, but mm-hmm. he again is a guy that I think is better than public opinion um and he got a bad rap because he signed from i think what did he say it was like five points something he signed in pittsburgh for i don't remember is, yeah it was up there, too much yeah. For, yeah. For Johnson, you know <laughs> right. like and so he was never going to live up to that contract and so i think that's a lot of where the kind of animosity came from yeah uh and it's <laughs> which you know you kind of feel for the guy um but he seems like he's doing okay in he's- Telling you, man, like he, he, Colorado, so I mean, came in on a, a PTO, so it wasn't uh, uh, a home run that he was going to sign with them, but he's it was been pretty kind of 11th hour as well, if I remember. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. He, he's been great. He's been, again, he knows his role on this team. He doesn't need to be yeah. the guy soaking up 20 minutes a night. You know what I mean? Like, he is, he is a guy that plays at his best when his minutes are limited, I think. Um, That's a good point, yeah. And also, he was there was a season in Columbus where so he spent most of his time with David Savard uh, on the the second pairing. He and David Savard led the league in plus minus a couple of seasons ago. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's clearly like he's. I don't think he's gonna do that on Colorado necessarily, but I think right. he is a guy who you limit his minutes, you limit his use. Uh, he can kill penalties i wouldn't put him on the power play but and you know he's clearly still got hands 
as as evidenced by you know his his goal against Chicago. So right. yeah, he's a guy that is a perfect guy that you pick a, a cup team picks up to just kind of bolster the the bottom Still pair. Role. Right. Veteran guy can, yep. you know, look after the, the rookies. Colorado's got a quite a young uh, oh, decor, yeah. you know, so. Well, for him to, to score that goal, you know, the first goal of the season, the way he did it, I mean, he so looked like, like he looked like McKinnon. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're, you're pretty much you're in with the fan base for the for the rest of the season, basically, yeah. for, for starting lot, that way. A lot of goodwill at a goal like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right, let's hear from Bet Online and then kind of get into Saturday's game where we are kind of expecting this to go. So betonline.ag, we are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season with more prop bets, odds, and lines than ever before. And Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action for this season. Head to the new updated desktop and mobile device websites and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, the NHL, boxing and UFC right to your favorite Vegas, Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. And bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It's where the game starts. It's betonline.ag. All right. So uh, going into game number two between the Blue Jackets and the Avalanche, this one is obviously in Ohio. So what to expect, uh, at least from the Avalanche, they're gonna, they, they should look different. We haven't been given, um, you know, the, the 100, 100, excuse me, 100% okay yet. But we know Kale McCarr is not going to be there. Uh, but Miko Rantanen practiced. Uh, Andre Burakovsky practiced. So And Devon Taves could be good to go for the first time all year. So you could have three really big pieces of your puzzle back against Columbus for, for game two of this series. So right there, this will look like a, a different game. But Taves hasn't played yet. So, you know, Kale McCarr didn't play in the preseason and it took him a solid three or four games to really get that was the first three or four games was his preseason and it showed. So I don't think a lot of people are expecting Taves to come out and then just be his normal self like he was last year right off the bat. Uh, I think, you know, with with Rantanen and Burakovsky, yeah, they, you know, the, both of them missed a couple games, but they have a, a good chunk of games already in the hopper for this season. So. uh even so, m- more than welcoming back for the Avalanche, who yet again are just getting decimated by injuries and COVID problems. Uh, so to get those guys back, you the only ones you're missing now are, are Nachuskin. We don't think he's going to be back for Saturday. I think he's still maybe a little bit of, a bit away. But you get those three guys back, Rantanen, Burkowski, and Taves. And this is a completely different team, and this is a completely different game than what we had against Wednesday. So if, if that happens, um, I'm, I'm liking the avalanche chances, even though going into Columbus where they haven't lost yet, right? Uh, we've lost one, I believe you, you have lost one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We lost to Carolina. Was it overtime? No, it wasn't no, overtime. No, it was, okay. All right. It was, it was um, a, yeah, it was five, one, uh, which all right. was 
then then you're then, a good team. It's annoying. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh they run into a buzzsaw right there. But um the fact remains is that Columbus so far has been good at home. Yeah. So uh what are you expecting from Columbus to is there anything that they need to I mean, they were down two to nothing. So, you know, obviously they got those four goals in a row, won it in overtime. Do they need to change anything or is it just let's focus in on what we did in the third period and just do more of that? Yeah, I think so. It's I think it'll be a different goaltender. I think Muslikins will probably make the start. They've been splitting pretty evenly uh, so far this season and Muslikins has been phenomenal yeah. so far this season. He's been the best player on on this team by far. Um one thing that should be interesting, though, you get, you getting players back. Patrick Lyonet didn't play the final eight minutes of the third period, and he also wasn't on the ice during overtime. Really? So See, missing, I didn't even notice that. Okay, if he's why? Missing, that could be that could be interesting. And that would have to be injury related, right? I mean, it's not yeah. like he was playing a poor game. It's not it was a coach's yeah, decision. Yeah, exactly. Right? He's he's had a really good start to the season as well. I think people he hasn't. I think he's only got two goals. So far, both of them were overtime winners. Though. Okay. Um, and he's also got a handful of assists. He's currently second on the team in points. I think he's got 10 points in nine games so far. So, you know, he's clearly doing something right. And I think people get twitchy <laughs> when goal scorers are getting assists instead. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm not worried. Like, the goals the goals will come. Um, I think partially it's that Boone Jenner keeps stealing all of his power play goals. <laughs> um, because Boone Jenner is, is going to willpower his way to... 30 goals this season, I think, based entirely yeah. on just kind of planting himself in the, in front of the goaltender on the power play. And he's got six goals so far this season. Four of them have come on the power play. And I think all four of them have been like deflections or have bounced off him. So garbage uh, goals. That, that's something yeah. to watch out for as well, I think, is okay. okay, we might be missing line eight, but we are scoring by committee at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as evidenced by by the game, uh, we had 18 year old Cole Sillinger. Scoring two goals, twenty-three-year-old uh, mm. Jake Bean scoring two goals. Uh, Boone Jenner got a goal, but you know, so it's not only the top line that's that's scoring, which is fantastic. Um, right. Missing line A will probably mean that we have to shake the lines up a little bit, but I'm I'm not worried about the offense. Um, I am worried about the defense because. It's very, very green. Uh, Bo Christ is out with an injury. He might be back. He's been, quote unquote, banged up for like four games now. So I don't know when he's coming back. Um, okay. Ukan, I believe, is injured as well. So at the minute, we're rolling with uh, Wierenski, who's playing like 30 minutes a game, which is un- seems Oof. unsustainable. Uh, Vladislav Gavrikov, kind of our shutdown guy. And then it's like four children, essentially. <laughs> um, yeah. So that could get a little bit, All right. a little interesting. So, what prediction wise? What do you think? Did the do uh, Columbus sweep this thing, or? And I, I know that's I know I don't know how how uh, much of a homer you're going to be here, but I know uh, I'm debating. I I would like <laughs> them to win. I think they could win. Uh, you know, I think going into Columbus, it's it's a tough arena to play in. You know, mm-hmm. the cannon bothers everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> which, you know, every, the more you hate the cannon, the stronger it makes us. Yeah. Um, I think the, 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 can, the cannon is, is, is the avalanche uh, altitude, pretty much. It, yeah. Like, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other thing for the avalanche is um, 
you know, they had their backup in that Jonas Johansson in game mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I imagine so Kemper will start. Kemper will um, probably um, all, all likely to start. So. Uh, so th- this, this, the, it's odd, you know, the, it's only three, three days in between games, but at least on the avalanche side, it'll have a different feel, uh, for, yeah. for who's in there. The lines will be completely different and you have your starting goalie back there. So, um, if you're an avalanche fan, even though you, you know, you salvaged a point, but going into this, if those guys are back, and again, we haven't got word that they are hundred percent back, but you're expecting guys like Rantanen, at least Rantanen and Burkowski to come back, yeah. uh, possibly Taves. But if you just have those two guys and Kemper and goal, I think you're feeling pretty good, uh, even though going into Columbus was tough to play. So I, I I still think this – I mean, that was one of the most exciting games for the Avalanche so far this season. Um, I, I'm okay with that. I, I, I like watching exciting games, uh, even when it's involving my team. I think a lot of people just want you know the five-to-nothing blowout where you just get the two points, you have to worry about anything. Yeah, those are fun to watch. But that was a fun game. That was back and forth. Uh, you know, one team had the league, another team took it, and the other team came back overtime. What more can you ask for in a hockey game? Love yeah, I, I like a little lower scoring in my games. I don't know if it's a goalie thing or not, but mm-hmm. like, I will take a 2-1 win or a 3-2 win. Um, my my hope for this kind of mini series would be three points. Uh, so, you know, we've got, we've okay. got two of them so, so far. Um, I would be happy coming out of Saturday's game with a point, I would be happier with two. Uh, an overtime loss would be, I would be fine with that. Okay with you know, it, it's it's a Western Conference division. It's a, sorry, yes. it's a Western Conference matchup. You know, it, it's not like, the, the, that was the thing that annoyed me so much last season was that every single game was a four-point game mm. because you only played in your division. So true. And I've said I've said this. I've done a bunch of these crossovers. I'm so excited for like a meaningless January game against like yeah. Vancouver or Anaheim. Yes, you know, yes, it means nothing. Yeah, I am with you. I just seeing the team crisscross the country, two countries uh, yeah. again is 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 exciting for sure. So, um, all right. Well, well, we will both be watching. And uh, I did want to ask you the last crossover we did was uh, at the beginning of the playoffs and you were doing crossovers to, to try to find a rooting interest. Oh yeah. The, I don't, uh, I don't think I ever got, I don't think I ever got an answer to that. Who, who were, who was the, who was you throwing your support behind during the, the postseason last year? Uh, I went with, I went with Montreal in the end. Um, Did you really? Good. Because, yeah. I think not so much because I wanted Montreal to win, they just kept playing teams I hated more than Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> or no, it was so gotcha. when they when they were facing Toronto, I was like, "Well, I don't want Toronto to win ever." Uh, I'm so, pretty okay. ambivalent about the Jets. Um, Vegas is bad, uh, <laughs> and Tampa just won. And now we you hate know? Vegas so even more. Every, right? I, yeah. I kept weighing it up, and like I, I was like, maybe I'll change this this round but no montreal just kept stacking up as just, as the most kind of favorable yeah favorable teams so. just just the way that it worked out so yeah all right plus they had a bunch of former blue jackets as well so that helped yeah that does help too yeah yeah some rooting interest there as well so all right I, i'll forgive you for last <laughs> week so all right sir uh but yeah this will be an exciting one and then this wraps it up for these two right i mean they're done yeah it's, it's weird like it's november and 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 that'll be yeah, it until maybe done. the stanley cup finals right maybe we'll, we'll go for that <laughs> God. <damn. laughs> 
Uh, all right. But well, that's going to wrap it up for today, everybody. Thank you for uh, making this your first listen of the day. Definitely head on over to uh, Locked On NHL or even Locked On Fantasy Hockey to make that your second listen of the day. Get all up to date on your fantasy teams or just the NHL teams in general. So, all right, Jay, thank you for uh, doing this. It's always enjoyable. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. It's Absolutely. weird that this is going to be the, the last one. Normally, I'm like, oh, I'll see you the next time our teams play. And I know. I know. That'll be well, next season, I guess. I, I guess. Or maybe if there's some trade that goes on between these two teams down the road, we'll, we'll, we'll meet up again, I'm sure. So, all right, guys, that's going to be it. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you guys later on. Go, Abs, go. Go.